0: To be in the promise that Sunday after Sunday, we know that God is in this place. Sunday after Sunday, when we come here to worship and seek His face, we have the assurance that God is in this house. And to know that if God is here, this is the best place to ever be. Come on, people. If you are stranded anywhere and you know the only person that you have in your life is Jesus, then that's the best place to be stranded. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I know God is in this house. The beauty of having God in this house is you have access. Oh, come on. You step into areas where the devil told you you can't go. You walk into places where the devil was pushing you back. But when you have the access and the power and the unction of God Almighty leading you, nothing stands in between you and God. Nothing stands in between you and your promises. My God is able to take you where he has promised to take you. And today I declare in this house, That my God has began a good work, and He who has began a good work, He is able to complete it, to bring it to fulfilment. And today we know, we know God is in this house. The moment we started a Sunday school, the moment we started Christian education class this morning, I felt a very strong presence of God in our church yesterday morning I was here for a couple of time couple of hours and I was just walking around this area and I was praying and I prayed God um, there was somebody else who was with me uh, they were doing their whatever they need to take care and as I was just walking around I was just walking around this place and Josiah was with me and I was holding Josiah's hand and I was just walking around and I said Josiah pray pray for tomorrow service I just wanted to teach my son the value of prayer because if we are a praying church then we can be a church that God wants us to be you trying to understand what I'm trying to say here Are you understand we need to be apprentices I was training my child I was telling him Josiah walk with me hold hands with Dada and just walk around this place touch each of the pews he he just walked around random places he was just playing around but what I sensed in my spirit was I was praying intentionally and I was here yesterday now I praying for each of you families you're sitting in whichever pew you are you may be sitting there as an accident you may think it's an accident that you are here in this hall but I was praying for you in spirit and I know my God is about to do something in your life today and I am here with with a heart of expectancy. That if my God has sent me to this place. I know if God has sent you to this place. You are not here by accident. But God has brought you. So that your life will transform and change. For the glory of God Almighty. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. 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 What a joy. It is to know that Jesus is in this house. Can we actually put our hands together for this beautiful handsome man. Eric Rubin has he led amazing worship. I always try to sing like him but if I do I'll give you tough competition. So I don't want to trust into that areas. Come on people. And I was also told that your parents are here. Can I see his parents? Who is? Can you wave your hands? Come on people put your hands together for this wonderful couple here. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Please be seated. Is there anybody else here for the very first time? You're experiencing Zion's worship or you are just scrolling through our Facebook page and you stumble upon a a good worship session and now you hear my voice crackling through your your, your phone or your devices and you happen to know, I want to let you know wherever you are, you are in the best place on planet right now. Because I believe this is the place where something new is bursting out. And over your life, I don't know why I'm getting so preachy today. But I know something amazing is happening. Something beautiful is break opening. And I declare it over the life of everybody here. I don't know what your circumstances may look like. But I declare it that today is a day for a season to pass. Today is a day. Come on somebody. Oh hallelujah. 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 People ask me often, Pastor, why do you preach so loudly? I look at them and I declare it with my boldness and my faith when I look into the crowd I don't just look into 150 people seated here I look into thousands because that is a prophetic unction on my life I say God said to me do not look into what you have been limited in your circumstances look beyond your limitation because before and beyond your limitation I the Lord will fill and take you to places and when I stand here to speak I just don't look and speak at 150 people I speak at 1500 oh I speak at 5 thousand people. I know one day for sure my church will be a blessed church where thousands will come together to see and have an encounter of Holy Ghost in this place. Is there somebody who believes with me? Oh come on. Is there somebody who believes with me? You may speak whatever language you want to speak. But when we worship God, there's one sound that resounds in this house. And it is the sound of hallelujah. How great is our God. And that our God Almighty is lifted high. Every other name will come down by itself. Jesus, hallelujah. 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 Your sickness has a name. Or your trouble has a name. Your persecution has a name. Any devil that tried to put you down has a name. But above every other name is the name of Jesus. And then you lift up that name. Everything else will come down. What is lifted high in your life? Every other name will come down by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, come on. I wish I could speak in French as well, but my dear pastor could do that better. Every name. Can you come here? I don't know why the Lord is leading me. Can Can you come here? Can you come here? I want you to say some prophetic word in French right now. There's somebody who is listening and they want to be blessed. Speak a prophetic word right now. Come on. Au nom de Jésus Christ, je déclare aujourd'hui par l'onction de Saint Esprit. Que tout défiage dans, to, dans ta vie, tout problème dans ta vie, toute maladie dans ta vie, soit guéri au nom de Jésus-Christ. Au nom de Jésus-Christ, soit libéré par le sang de Jésus-Christ. J'invoque le sang de Jésus-Christ dans ta vie au nom de Jésus-Christ. Au nom de Jésus, j'invoque je l'onction de Saint-Esprit. Je relâche l'onction de Saint-Esprit dans ta vie au nom de Jésus-Christ. Sois béni béni, sois guéri, soit béni dans tout ce que tu fais dans ta vie. Au nom de Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You you know how I am. I don't run through a written schedule of program. That's not me. And when today, you know, usually we do have a 10, 15 minutes of break in between a Malayalam and our, I don't know, as brother Jijo was finishing up with his press prayer, I was wanting to have an eye contact and let him know, brother, please continue. Let's, let's, this is an engaging power. This is, I sense the power of Holy Spirit. And as we transition into the next song, our Hindi song, I, I. Felt the anointing of God. I felt the anointing of God. And today I want to ask you, folks. I mean, I want to ask every individual gathered here. You need to sit here with an attitude of God. Something new should happen. Something new should happen. Something new. From what I experienced, Father, what I've experienced last Sunday is a story that is ended with last Sunday. But today is a new beginning. Today is a new day. today today, something amazing something new something beautiful Jesus last week we started off can I get into preaching is that okay the Lord gave me three verses I want to bring that out to you because it's on my chest I feel the heaviness I want to bring three characters in front of you right now let me go really quick into it and last week we started off this series it started as one small step Lord of messages came to me and a lot of people communicated how it's a blessing in their life and I pray what the Lord is starting in your life may no devil stop you and if you are ready to take one small step of faith my God will bring it to completion we were looking into Psalm 37 verse 23 Psalm 37 verse 23 where it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. What a confidence that is for any man to know that God Almighty is holding you. Even if you fall down, you know that you fall down into the safe hands of God Almighty. I've come across a lot of videos on Facebook where we see people jumping from cliffs, people jumping off from the highest buildings but they jump off with their confidence that they have something that is holding them up in the air it could be a parachute or it could be a it could be anything any good level on the ground where they can land and they can feel comfortable they know that they land and they won't break their bones come on will you will you jump with knowing that there is nothing on the ground that is prepared where your bones will not break after you have taken that leap after you have jumped no you won't do it but we do it knowing with confidence that even if I fall down there is that cushion that is arranged that can hold me there is that cushion that is arranged where my bones will not break and that is the exact scripture where we see here as David is writing I may fall down when I take my step but that does not hold me from taking my step because I know even if I fall down after I have taken a bold step here in my life in my ministry in my for my future I know even if I fall down I fall into the gracious hands of God Almighty yeah. I will not be destroyed. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord Almighty. But here's the problem that I come across a lot of people. Because you are taking steps. You always want to take the steps very fast in your life. It's okay that sometimes you take pauses in between your steps. The other day a family came visiting us to our home. And as they were going upstairs. The son looked at the mom, older mom. Uh, she should be around 75, 80 years old and the son looked at the mom and said, Watch for your steps. And I remember, I mean, I mean, I'm just imagining, maybe, maybe 50 years ago, Ammachi would have said the same words into the son's life. Or maybe 60 years ago, the same Amuchi would have said that now the the, the table has changed, the conversation has changed. Son is looking at the older Amuchi and saying, Amuchi, you need to hold carefully and take your steps carefully so that you don't trip and you fall. A lot of us, because we are very fast in taking our steps, we are tripping, we are falling down, we are losing our areas. But when God is asking you to take a step, it could be seasons in between. It could be years in between after you have taken one step. But if the Lord has asked you to take just one step, take one step. One step at a time, but you will reach there. It's okay. Christian life is not about how fast you have reached to your destination, but how carefully. Your walk is so important as much as your destination is. Hallelujah. Are you trying to understand this? We are all focused on the destination that we missed the mark. That this journey leads me there. And I need to be careful with each of my steps. Each of my steps. Oh, come on, somebody. I mean, just think about this. Just think about this. Baby Jesus, right? He was born in our world. Who is Jesus? The creator of the entire world. The Lord of our, our world. Everything is held together in Christ Jesus. He is uh, the only one in the entire world. But just imagine this. Jesus has had to go through steps of every other child. Oh, this this just excites me. Look at Mary. Mary is asking, oh, Jesus, take that first step forward, Jesus. Oh, look at my baby boy. He is so cute and handsome. Who is telling this? Mary is looking at a a, a six-month or a one-year-old Jesus boy. And Mary is asking, oh, Jesus, come here, Jesus. And when Jesus kept the first step forward, Mary was so happy. Amen. I know when Josiah kept his first fo- foot forward. And he said, I, we were having a date night dinner at, at, at some restaurant, cheap restaurant, I don't know what. Pastoral life, we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> we were in Missouri. <laughs> Amen. You know, so we, 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 we were having a, a date night dinner and all of a sudden my son wanted to get down off his high chair and he got down and I, I saw him. He was sitting there and all of a sudden, I mean, I was just looking at my beautiful wife and started talking to her. And all of a sudden I started forgetting who is around me while I was talking to her. And then I see Josiah was at the other end of the same building. I'm like, whoa, what happened to my son? He is walking the first step that he has taken, oh come on, the first step that he has taken in his life, that excited me so much. I came back home. I recorded his movement. I wish I could have showed you today. I recorded his first step. I put it on Instagram. I put it on Snapchat. I put it on social media. I shared it with the entire world because my son today has taken the first step in his life. I celebrated within the entire world because my son today has taken the first step. Oh come on, after he has taken his first step, he is never quiet. He's all over the place, but that does not, Keep me contained because I know if He has given His first step forward, He is going to move forward in His life, and that is how God looks into each of our lives. Come on, somebody! Bible says, He delights in the step of an upright man. When you walk with God, can I mean, we? Some of us have a theological understanding that God is standing on the cloud and he is waiting to see when somebody is going to commit a mistake and he's going to send his lightning over your life and going to kill you. No, 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 no. My Jesus is waiting to see when you are going to take your first move, when you are going to keep your first look forward so that you can become whole with Christ. You may be a messed up person but your story does not end there. There is a U-turn available in your life and as you keep your friend Foot forward. Marching towards him. Bible says he delights. What I'm trying to share here is. Heaven is looking for an opportunity to celebrate and party. Oh come on. There is no other place that parties like heaven. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you. But I know one thing. That heaven is looking for an opportunity to celebrate today. You know what Bible says. When one sinner. When one sinner. Accept Jesus as his personal savior and, and decides to walk in the ways of the Lord. Entire heavens. Are, Jesus is like, oh, yo, 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 Gabriel, come on, play that music. I want to celebrate. Oh, yo, 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 even managers, come on, bring all those party items. Let's celebrate together because my boy has taken the first step forward and I am here to celebrate with him. God is not looking an opportunity to kill you. If he would have looked at an opportunity to kill you, you would have dead and gone long ago. But today you are alive here only because you have taken a bold step in your confession and you have walked in the way and my God is not looking at to destroy you but He's looking at each of your steps and he is making every move enjoyable. Where are you in your life's journey? Where are you in your life's journey? It's okay. If you feel yourself to be stuck in a situation that you can't move forward, that's all right. But if you are in the presence of God, if you're in the will of God, wherever you are, God is the one who is leading you. Come on, somebody. God is the one who is leading you. It's okay. It may not look colorful. It may not look all good, but it's all right. It's all right. If God is the one who has brought you thus far, he can... Make a way in Jordan. Oh, He can make a way in the Red Sea. He can make a way in the wilderness. He is the way maker of our life. Come on, somebody. If the Lord has led you thus far, it's okay to be stuck where God has asked you to be stuck. You may feel it is a stuck place, but it is actually a preparation area over your life. I was in a situation but I thought I am stuck here. You know what? I, I moved to America five years ago. And after I moved, I thought that I am stuck here. What am I doing? Because I am just, I, I was never called. To sit in a place and do nothing—that was not me. That's not me as a minister. Because when God called me to minister, He called me to go evangelize. You know, Anisha and I, after we married, we moved to Arizona, and we were sitting there, and I didn't know what to do. One point, one morning, I told Anisha, "You know what? This Saturday, don't take any appointments. Only thing that we are going to do, uh, we are going to—do you remember that? We are going to all the churches around in our area. They have not invited. They don't know who I am. But even if they call the security and ask us to go all the way." going to do is kneel down at the entrance of the church and pray for a revival that's all we did the whole day, we walked around all the, do you remember Anisha? We walked around all the churches around. Nobody invited us to pray, but there was a heart that I needed. There was a hunger within me that Lord had had me, go pray, go pray, go pray. And the Lord opened, started opening doors right after that. Why am I sharing this? Because there is somebody here who feels that you are stuck in a place. You are not stuck. If you are in the will of God, my God, who has started this journey, He is able to bring you out. You may think there is nothing that is good happening or nothing good is coming out of your life. If my God who has seen the future of your life, just be sure that in Him everything works out for perfection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry, usually the first two pews are always under the splash zone anointing. Y'all okay? Second Samuel chapter 1 verse 25 and 26 real quick on the first character david second samuel chapter 1 verse 25 and 26 it's a beautiful work that david is lamenting the the death of his beloved brother friend jonathan and his father so david knows for sure here that it was the same saul who tried to kill him it was the same enemy that has tried to overtake his life, completely destroy him, his purpose and everything. When God anoints somebody, there's already an opposition that is being been there. That is trying to destroy you. But it is the handiwork of God that secures you today because He knows you tomorrow. The work of the devil is to destroy your today because he knows your future too. Come on, somebody. Some of us are going through some struggles in our life. Some of us are going through addictions in our life. Some of us are being, being engulfed in those sinful ways and practices of our life. You know why? Because the devil wants to keep you occupied in your sinful ways because he knows your future as well. But in all of those sinful walk that you and me had, God is always want you to take the first step away from those sinful desires of the world. To step outside of the world and have a separation between the world and the worldly desires. Why? Because God knows your future as well. Come on somebody. Praise the Lord. And here in the story we come across, it says how the mighty have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies slain on your heights. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than any, that of any woman. Your love was so great. I love you, Jonathan, but you are dead and gone. My beloved friend is dead and gone. And 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 25 and 26 ends with a lamenting scripture. But verse chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 starts again with a new beginning, a new chapter. There was a season that David was grieving the loss of his beloved. But what I'm saying here is there is a shift happening. There is a seasonal change taking place. Yes, for one season you grieve the loss of your beloved. But there's another new season coming up in your life. You can't just sit in a place and keep sinning. And keep, keep thinking about how your life could be in future. But you have to declare that if the Lord has brought me thus far. Everything is held together in the perfection of Christ. Yeah. David was grieving the loss. Of his beloved brother, David was grieving the loss of his best friend Jonathan. But Second Samuel chapter two, verse one and two. Here is this is how it goes. In the course of time, it begins. Oh, that itself can preach for hours. In the course of time, we always want everything to happen in our time. No, 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 no. Everything will function in the time of God Almighty. Are you in the will of God in the will of God everything will happen in his perfect time if, if you if you are in the presence of God you need to know that seasons may look like it has been delayed but everything will happen in its own way because God has ordained it oh come on Bible says in the course of of time in the course of time David inquired of the Lord shall I go up into one of the towns of Judah he asked the Lord and the Lord said go up everybody said, go up up. come on go go up the Lord said to David go up go up David asked where shall I go to Hebron the Lord answered why am I bringing this story here is because as I was mentioning to you, every step is ordained by God. There was a season that, that David was anointed as the king. Samuel anointed him. But he did not, the moment he was anointed, he did not look for his, his throne. He did not look for his royal robes. He did not look for his crown. He was working his way up. Every single step he knew that if he was in the plan of God Almighty, it could be the jungle of his life. But he is still, God is making moves. And as God is making moves, I will make my move to where God wants me to be at. If God has promised you in your life, don't bypass any procedures. Oh Jesus, Hallelujah! Don't bypass any protocols. Don't bypass any procedures. Every step is ordained by God. Every single step you need to go through the step of life. Yeah. Oh Jesus, the entire the creator of the world. He was born to Mary. He could have been born as a, a grown up. Adam was created like a grown up. God, Jesus could have come down as a grown up, overthrew the entire Roman Empire. And declared himself as the king. No. If he has placed a system. In the entire creation process. My God. Who orchestrated the work of creation. Stepped down into the process. He was born to marry. He grew out all of those baby signs. And baby wonder period. And baby months, And he grew out to become an adult. And at the age of 30. He submitted himself. And took water. He moved into that unction. And at 33 and a half he laid down his life for the entire world every single step was ordained one from the moment he began his journey we see jesus's life after 30 years of his life all of those good stories that we read in our bible is after jesus you know started walking and performing miracles but what of his life in one to thirty years he lived like a normal human being come on somebody There was nothing spectacular or colorful about Jesus. But still he knew. Whatever I have to do for three and a half years. Is a training process that I am doing in my 30 years of my life. Nobody will recognize. Nobody will see. Nobody will know. But I know the one to 30 years of my life. Is a blessed time. And God is training me. You may. Your ministry. You know when I'm sharing this. You know. My ministry in Zion. Maybe for two years, three years, five. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Any pastor's ministry may not matter. But how many ever years God has placed me, I have desired God, I want you to be revealed through my ministry. Wherever God takes me, wherever God takes me. I know people, I know people who ministered only for six months and they passed away from our earth. They passed away to be with Jesus. I know people were there, six months They're so powerful that they did more things that they could have achieved in the last 60 plus years. I know people living 60 plus years who have done nothing. But this guy lived six months and he changed the world upside down. Yeah. I am wanting to see people who are in the perfect will of God Almighty. Every step in your life is important. Never overlook, never walk past it. But every single step as you take, take he needs you. Walk in the ways of the Lord so that heaven and us all together, we can celebrate. We can celebrate together. When we look into that portion, we understand in the course of time, David inquired the Lord, shall I go up to the towns of Judah? What is the town name? It was named Hebron. The name Hebron, the name, the name Hebron simply means uh, 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 friendship, abiding friendship. The name Hebron means abiding friendship. Who did David lose in his life? In the previous chapter, friendship. his friendship. David lost his friend. He he called Jonathan as his beloved friend. He a, a, a brother more than a friend. He he had such a powerful, strong relationship. There's such strong bromance happening between Jonathan and David. He was such a good friend. He was such a good friend, but he lost his friend. In the in the last parts of those chapters, we read he lost his friend. But in chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, God is asking, you know, the, the first thing is, the first thing that you have to know in your life is, it's always good to know from God where He wants us to go. David went back to the Lord. David knew it for sure. That once Saul dies, who is the next king? Who is the next king? But David did not make a move until he asked the Lord. Some of us make moves too quickly. Oh, come on. Some of us want to just occupy what the Lord. But if the Lord has kept you for a season. David was kept in a season of hiding for 15 years after he heard his promise. And after that, even after that, he knew Saul is dead. Jonathan is dead and gone. The next king of Israel is me. But still, David inquired the Lord. Lord, should I go to Judah now? The Lord said, yes, but go to Hebron. One of the small towns of Judah. Why? Because it's a place where I want to renew your friendships. You have lost some valuable friendships in your life. And in every human life, you know, I can look. Eric, who's your best friend? Somebody's name that comes out of your mouth right now. Sean is your friend. Christian, who's your best friend? Glenn. Glenn. pradeep who's your best friend? Oh, man. You need to have an Hebrew experience in your life. All of us need to have that, that confidence. In somebody in your life with whom you can share your life. Are you trying to understand this? Pay attention. Everybody needs to have a friend in your life. Some of us are really good at making friendships. But your friendships cannot outlast one week. Because you are too costly for your friend. The way you talk, the way you act, the way you judge. You're too costly and they're like, "Ah, eh, I don't care. You keep sending messages and you're like, oh, I bother now. I mean, I'm not, not about that. All of us need a friend. in a, Who is your best friend if I talk to you? Who is your best friend? Is there somebody that you can relate to? When in your weakness you can talk to that person. And the, that person will not break your trust. And will sit down and talk to you. You know what? something that we are missing in real Christianity today? We don't have good friendships around us. Oh, Sotram. I wish I could say that good in Malayalam. We don't have good friendships around us. Nurture a habit to develop friends who will look at your wrong and will say you are wrong. And you will not question them back. But you will say thank you for helping me in this situation. David lost a good friend in his life in the battle line. And the Lord said you know what go to Hebron. This is a place where I want to build your friendships back again. And it is in Judah and Hebron that God was raising an army, a people of who, could, who David could trust in his life. And some of you here, including Pradeep, needs a Hebron experience in your life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There have been times in my life, in my life, I'd be like, God, I need a good friend with whom I can talk and relate and share my struggles. I'm thankful that in my different areas of my life, I have mentors and friends that guide me, that help me. Before I bring out any new change or implement any new suggestion to our church, there's a good group of council members that I have, that I talk to. They are good friends of me. They're much older to me, much younger to me, but I trust them. I trust their judgments because of the anointing that they carry. I know God has ordained these people in my life so that I can bring out the best for the presence of God. Some of you need a Hebron experience in your life. Have a good friendship. Before December 31st ends. And you begin a new journey in 2019. Walking. Holding hands in hand with a good friend. Could be your husband. Some of you you don't treat your husband like a good friend. Come on. It could be your wives. Share your life. So that they will help you navigate in life's journey. Come on. There are times that Anisha looks at me. She's a best friend of my life. She looks, she's my wife, you know. And you know that, yeah. And she looks at my life and she she points out, you know, that, 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 that. Get rid of it. So my husband ego comes up. I'm like, I don't care. I am the husband. No, I don't say that. But I'm like, I need a good family life. So I'm like, Yes. Yes. Some of us, we need to understand the value of friendships in our relationships. Each of us, we are trying to help build each other. And we need a Hebron experience. I really wanted to go and study and talk about the next two characters. But due to lack of time, I'm going to end with the Hebron experience. Is that okay? I'm going to end with the Hebron experience today. I know everybody said yes because you want to go home too. (laughs) Can we have the music team behind me? It's very valuable that we see that every step, if it is ordained by God, people who walk into your life is ordained by God. People may not be there for an entire season. They may be there for a few hours or for a few weeks, months or years. But as long as they are there, I think they are trying to teach something to you. Take those valuable inputs in your life. Some of our high school girls here, your friends that come into your life, they may appear in your life for just a season. But in that season, or you may appear in somebody's life only for a season. But in that season, something new must happen in you and something new must happen in them. Because God has orchestrated that you will have together a Hebron experience. It is a plan of God Almighty. That all of us will cultivate a habit where we go through the experience of Hebrew. For David, he was missing his friend. For a season, he was grieving. But before God anointed him as the king of Judah, as Israel, God wanted him to have some good connections around, good people around who would help him, who will help him navigate as he takes on the throne. Can you all rise up in God's house right now? I knew the presence of God is in this house and He is building somebody's life here. That you will navigate your purpose and understand that you may think your step was just a step in accident, but it was not. It was God in disguise working in your life. You didn't know it, but God was working. God was working. God was working. We can let God know, God, you're the King of my heart you're the king of my heart and I give all of it to you nothing I hold back but all of my life if God is the king of my heart my life then I worship my king I celebrate in the adoration of who he is in my life and today is the day the best day ever that we can declare God you are the king of my heart you are are the king of my life and I worship.